Hi, you're tuned in to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Kara. This is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. Today's topic is... 2020 Perspective. So to start things off, longtime listeners will have noticed my name is different. Uh, that's because last month I came out to the world as transgender. Uh, so my new name is Kara, and my pronouns are now she and her, and now I'm identifying as a transgender woman or a trans woman. Hi, Kara. Hi, Becky. <laughs> Uh, so obviously our old episodes will still use my old name or my dead name as some people call it. Uh, so just as a note to people in general who may not be familiar with this kind of thing, call me Kara, refer to me as Kara, even when we're talking about like the episodes that use my old name. Uh, obviously I can't go back and change those episodes and I don't really want to because I like them as they are. Uh, but going forward, even when you're talking about me in the past, uh, we're going to call me Kara. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to do a whole episode about that yet, although parts of that are going to come up in this episode, I'm sure. Uh, This episode, we decided we wanted to talk about what is our mindset for 2020. And when we first talked about this, it was closer to the beginning of the year. We were just thinking, ooh, this is like a new year kind of episode, but we knew we weren't going to be recording it at the beginning of the year. So we just thought, well, what's our mindset going into new year, new decade, new you, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, since that happened, this whole um, pandemic hit us. (laughs) Coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah, the coronavirus, COVID-19. Whatever you want to call it. And so I'm here in Thunder Bay at home. Becky's in Montreal working from home. And so we have quite a bit of time to ourselves, quite a bit of time away from people, not doing sort of the normal activities, as I'm sure most of our listeners are experiencing right now as well. So it just seemed like a good time to take that topic and use it as an opportunity to talk about, well, how are we kind of coping with this? Yeah, there's a lot. 2020 is a lot. (laughs) I feel like with this whole pandemic, I think that's like one of the things I'm grateful for is just like being able to do all of those things that I used to say, yeah, I don't have time for that right now. Like the podcast or like different crafts or even painting, which, you know, I had these, a set of these three little canvases and for literally months I was like oh I'll I'll get to that I'll get to that or like certain books and now I'm like hey I have the time for these things like I can actually carve out time in my week during my day whatever and focus on these things that I've pushed aside for so long or maybe not long at all but it's been on my mind so I feel like I'm a lot 
not that I'm a lot more creative, but I can flex my creativity muscles a little bit more. And even little things like organizing, you know, cooking more. Let me tell you one thing. I have spent less money during this quarantine than I have ever not spent before. <laughs> Whereas I'm the total opposite. We could get we could get into that in a little in a little bit here. We could talk about what I've been up to. Um however, uh, I would like to make an observation, if I might, about how I see this quarantine affecting you. Okay. I think one thing I've noticed is that uh, before this, maybe because you are very much oriented in terms of making plans for self-improvement and for building your brand and improving all of your your skills, uh, not a week goes by without us talking about how you're going to some kind of event or meeting or workshop. Um, and I think sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself to constantly be, constantly be looking for those kinds of events to attend to the point of sometimes you like overwhelm yourself, you, you overschedule yourself. And so this forced period of isolation where those events are necessarily canceled is giving you a chance to to really force you to take a break and step back from that. Not because those things are bad, but because sometimes you you overindulge in them. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you on that. And like now I'm wondering, how the hell did I do everything that I used to do and still have time for like... I was always exhausted just listening to what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, th- I think sometimes, though, like, those things uh, gave me energy, so maybe that's why I was able to do them. And and to be honest, like, I, I know I'm extroverted, and obviously I have, obviously I still need me time, but I guess I just never realized, like, how extroverted I was and am until, mm-hmm. until, this, quarant- until this quarantine, honestly, like... Yeah, because I remember we would have conversations where I'd be like, you're such an extrovert. And you'd be like, no, Kara, I'm not really that much of an extrovert. I like time by myself. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, Because you do like time to yourself. That's totally true. And everybody, even extroverts, need time to themselves. But it's exactly what you were just describing. I can tell from my external perspective that when you are out and in a crowd and you're talking to people, even people you don't really know that well, you turn it on and you feed off the energy in the room and, you know, you enjoy those moments. And yes, you you like to come home and recharge and watch episodes of Buffy and Angel with me and do podcasts and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I am not surprised at all by this revelation you're having now that you are more extroverted than you realized because the writing was on the wall for everybody else to see. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Something something so obvious, I guess, just took a quarantine for me to realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I so speaking from the other other side of the coin here, and that's why I think this is a great topic for the two of us, because I identify as quite introverted and the opposite in many ways to you, which makes our friendship so interesting. And so speaking from the other side of the coin... I feel very well equipped for this period of social isolation. When I have time off, generally speaking, I just like to be alone at my house anyway. So I wasn't too worried going into this. 
I was more worried about people like you. And I'm like, oh no, poor Becky. I hope she knows that I'm here, as always, to just talk to you on the phone and hang out and stuff. But I'm here to give you that moral support that I know that you need during this tough time. And that's what I'm most envious of is my friends like you who have these more um, introverted tendencies that you're basically like, yeah, the self-isolation thing is not really a huge change to my routine. And I'm just like, oh man, like I wish I could say the same, but I feel like this is such such a disruption in my life that I'm like, all right, I got to like switch gears, pivot and like learn your ways, truly. (laughs) Become one of us, just temporarily. Just just for the time being. <laughs> I, I think a lot of us are going through, like, a range of emotions. Like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, is this actually a thing? Or, like, did I dream that? And then sometimes my mind shifts to, like, sadness a little bit of anger and then back to hope and then back to love and then back to, you know, I I have some control over the situation or at least how I react to it. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not alone in this. I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, but what are the emotions you're feeling during this time? Hmm. Well, to begin with, I felt more annoyed than concerned about what's going on with the pandemic. I'm extremely privileged in the sense of we are, we're very lucky here in Thunder Bay. We are not in a place that's overwhelmed yet by what's going on. And I personally am not too worried about getting sick. And I'm not that worried for the people in my life who are more vulnerable getting sick as well. So I, I don't have uh, perhaps as much anxiety as some people do about what's going on. I'm annoyed by the disruptions, like you mentioned. For the first time ever in my life, I was looking forward to doing because I suddenly have this uh, desire and uh, need to change my wardrobe. And I was looking forward to going on these little expeditions to the mall and stuff. Obviously, that's not happening now. So those were my initial feelings. Having, I think I'm doing all right. But one thing I've noticed is that I haven't got a lot done in terms of reading and knitting, which are my primary two relaxation activities at home. You would think that in this kind of situation, I would literally just read a book a day uh, because that's typically what I do. Like at the summertime when I have time off, I'll read and I'll read a book every two days or so and write my book reviews. And that's not happened in the past week. I've been working on the same admittedly difficult novel, but I've been working on it for about a week now and I've been avoiding it sometimes and doing other things instead of reading, which is quite unlike me. It's also probably related to the pressure that some of us are feeling right now um, with being productive. Like you mentioned at the top of the episode, how, yes, we have all of this time now to do the things we don't normally give priority to in our life. and But with with that comes this pressure from some corners to show what we're doing with all of that time yeah i feel like that is totally normal to not be 100 percent focused or really 
diving in deep into the projects that you normally would or the interests that you normally would. I feel like I'm sort of doing the same of, yes, I'm reading. Yes, I'm doing the things that I like doing, but not to the extent that I thought I would. And I think it's because our minds are a little bit preoccupied and trying to make sense of all this chaos. So I think it's normal. <laughs> How are we coping with all of this? What are some like methods that we're using? Masturbation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. So one thing that I've been doing is, well, I've been doing this all along is meditating, but I love, 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 love um, when Oprah and Deepak come out with their meditation series. So they recently came out with one. Let me check what it's called so that we could plug it in here. This one's called Hope in Uncertain Times. So it's a totally free meditation series. It's 21 days. Each uh, meditation is around 20, 21 minutes. So mm -hmm. Oprah talks about, you know, having hope or having faith and the importance. And each day is like a little bit different. So for example, like um, day six is like how to grow in trust and belief. Um, and then Deepak talks and then he gives you kind of like a mantra to think of and then it's about I don't know 15 minutes of like silence and just for you to meditate but it has a little bit of like background music so super super great series highly recommend and especially during this time so I feel like it helps just to center me um and keep my mind from all these like chaotic thoughts and I'm sort of realizing like when my mind is going to these crazy thoughts of like, oh my God, what if you get the virus? Then what are you going to do? And, you know, how are you going to cope? And what if you can't breathe and this and that? And then I'm like, okay, breathe. Like, you're going to be okay. You're taking all the precautions. You're self-isolating. You're not putting yourself at risk. And like, I don't know, a couple days ago, I just had this like, this calmness over me and this like, this voice somewhere deep from my soul just kind of saying like you're gonna get through this and you're gonna be fine and I was like damn all right cool good yeah so that's one way I've been coping what about you I have just been trying to give myself permission to do less and reminding my friends that that's very important this is a good time too I think for us to take some chances to explore things. You know, I mentioned earlier, I was really uh, upset about how this was disrupting certain things related to exploring myself and my gender expression. But I have been coping by doing a little bit of online retail therapy, uh, taking advantage of the the sales that a lot of places are having because their, their brick and mortar stores are closed. So I bought some shoes. I've ordered a bunch of clothes that I'll try on and might have to send back. We'll see. But, you know, I've, I've been doing what I can to explore things. And I've been taking chances that maybe I wouldn't necessarily have felt as comfortable doing. So like, before all this happened, I was changing up my gender expression at work and taking very slow baby steps, mostly because I was waiting to get the right shoes, which I have now. But, you know, like now that I have very few 
opportunities to go out in public, I'm taking advantage of those opportunities as much as I can. So if I'm going to go out to the grocery store, because that's pretty much the only place I go now, uh, I'm going to get all dressed up and I'm going to put on some makeup and I'm going to wear a cute dress. And maybe before this happened, I would have been a little bit more hesitant to do that because I would have worried more about what would happen if I did that at this point in my process. But now I'm just like, oh, well, I don't give a fuck because... You know, this is my only chance to go out and practice, you know, walking in these new boots. So I'm going to do it. So I feel a little bit freer as a result. Damn, I love that. Yeah, I feel like as much as this has been a disruption, I almost feel like it's teaching me like the opposite lessons or like I'm sort of doing like the opposite things that you're sort of gravitating to, right? Like I'm spending less and I am taking more time to disconnect than I than maybe I usually did yeah I don't know I feel like I'm gonna come out of this and be like okay I don't need to go crazy and do a bunch of things at night time but I can pick and choose like one or two things to do during the week and and also realizing like just these small little things that maybe we've taken for granted, like going to a coffee shop and seeing a friend or I don't know, like even just seeing your coworkers or going on dates, going on dates. Yes. <laughs> um, just these things that were like so normal and so a part of our routine and, and now we're like, oh, shit, we actually can't do these things. And realizing, like, I don't know, how much you miss them. Like, I'll never complain about, I don't know, taking the metro or or traveling some distance to go and do something. I will never complain about that again. <laughs> and you heard it on here first, folks. We're going to hold you to that. I think it's so interesting. You talk about, like, disconnecting and stuff. And that makes me think about one of one of those differences between you and I when it comes to uh, how we socialize and stuff and how we're dealing with this particular uh, situation is I have always been somebody who lives partially online and vicariously through other people, um, whether it's you or other friends or just people I know, literally just names on a screen. Um, ever since I was a teenager, I've existed on the internet in chat rooms and forums and social media now that social media is a thing but even i remember the time before social media i'm that old um so you know to me when it became clear that we would have to stay home more than we typically do it didn't really bother me too much because i'm like well most of the people i talk to i talk to through my computer anyway and where, so that's a little bit different from you, where it's most of the people you interact with, you interact with in person. And now, like, yes, you could do video hangouts with them or, like, go and do park workouts or whatever. It's still very different. And it's just, it's fascinating to me that I I have all of these, because we've talked on the show before about weak tie relationships and how that's the thing I've been working at. But I think maybe I've realized it now. I actually do have quite a few weak tie relationships. I just don't count them as weak tie relationships because the fact that they happen through text on a screen makes them seem less real. 
But, you know, you talk about being lonely at home, and I'm like, I could never be lonely at home because I know that it doesn't matter what time of day or night it is. If I'm really, really lonely, I could just go online and there's somebody somewhere who wants to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really must be a really nice feeling. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean I just I think it's it's something that is fundamentally very different about the way that we approach socializing with people. Um that definitely informs our experiences and our perspectives on what's going on right now. Yeah. And and also maybe what I find more invigorating, like, for example, seeing people in real life, maybe you find more draining. And then yeah. whereas I, I find like the the text and the messages and the video chatting and that and that stuff, it's not that I it's not that I find it completely draining, but it definitely taps into my energy tank. Well, it seems to me, and you could tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems to me that when you're talking to somebody, you want to put all of yourself into it. You just you pour yourself into that conversation. You're very focused on that interaction. So when you're doing it face-to-face, it's very easy for you to do that. But when you're doing it by video or text, because you are literally less present in that space, it's easier for other things to distract you. Yeah, maybe distract me or yeah, maybe maybe I don't find it like as stimulating too. Like yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I just need more stimulation overall. Like maybe that's why I I do tend to gravitate to events or, or going places or even like I was telling some friends the other day like one thing that I really miss is just going to the mall and by myself getting gelato, maybe phoning you up, people watching and just like Aww. browsing. And it sounds so, I don't know, maybe it sounds silly. I don't know. But to me, it was just such a regular part of my routine. I would do it maybe like once every two weeks. And I really mm-hmm. looked forward to doing that. I was like, that's like my my time. I just like to kind of wander around and see what people are wearing and what people are doing and buy something or not buy something and just take the metro or walk or whatever. And I just loved doing that. So that's probably one of the first things I'm going to do after this whole quarantine is go to the mall (laughs) and browse. Me too. (laughs) I would like to close this off with a little bit of a shout out to all of my friends and coworkers who have children, especially small children, that they have to take care of at home right now. You and I are in the quite privileged position of not having that responsibility right now. You know, we've talked a lot of this episode about having more free time, about having time to ourselves. I just want to acknowledge that for a lot of people, and maybe some of the people who are listed to this, that's not the case. Um, there's a lot of people who are either stuck at home and have to take care of their kids and keep them occupied and, you know, work on schooling and stuff with them and whatnot. There's also a lot of people who are having to work right now, whether it's, you know, in a, in a healthcare situation, which is very anxious and fraught with difficulties, or 
in like a grocery store, pharmacy, you know, those essential businesses. And they're not paid the best at times. They're not really treated the best, but they're the ones we're relying on right now. So I just want to spend a moment acknowledging the hard work that people are doing in these essential businesses, as well as the hard work that parents are doing at home right now, uh, because I'm not doing any of that. So I agree. Uh, shout out, yeah. shout out to the parents, shout out to those, to those frontline workers. And, you know, whether you work in a grocery store or post office or in healthcare, like hats off to you. You deserve to be paid more. You deserve more respect. Like, this is, I think, coming out of this, I hope that things change, especially for these workers. Mm-hmm. And also, shout out to the local businesses yeah. who yeah. have had to shut down their doors. And maybe they're offering online services or maybe they're not. Like, And if you can support them in any shape or form, please do. Because now is the time. So, Becky? Yeah? Tara? Where can people find us if they want to send us lovely emails about how they're coping with 2020 so far? Oh, well, you can find us on our Facebook page. You can also email us at we just like to talk at gmail.com. Um, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts, clearly because you're listening to this, so you've already done most of the work. So kudos to you. And, you know, we're both on social media, so you can find us there. Yes, you can. I'm not going to plug. I feel like I plug myself enough everywhere else. So, Cool. Yeah. I, would, I will conclude with this thought. I am incredibly proud of you because we've made it through the entire episode recording. And not once did you make a pun on the year being 2020 and us having like 2020 hindsight vision. Oh, Come on, you gotta give me more. You gotta give me more credit than that. Uh, I fully expected you to go for that. I didn't even think about it. So now that you've said it, no, I'm just kidding. You've yeah, I, you just you've really grown and matured as a person. Thank you, Kara. But just wait until next episode. I'm sure lots of puns and dirty talk will come out. So I can't wait. Keep the bar low. Thank you, Kara, for keeping me sane during this qu- quarantine. And I hope that we both come out of this as quarantine queens. <laughs> <laughs>